Hey friends, I am Jeremy Hernan. Welcome to the Saint Friends Podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. Today's saint friend knew a good number of other saints in his lifetime, helped convert over 250,000 people to Catholicism, and was one of the fathers of the modern-day pawn shop. Let's wrap up Season 5 of the podcast with our new friend, St. James of the Marches. Our saint friend today began his life around the year 1391. He was born as Dominic Gangala to a poor family in Monte Prandone, which was part of what was then called the March of Ancona in central Italy. Since it's part of his saintly title, let me just take a moment to talk about what exactly the marches were. Essentially, the marches were areas at the border of a region rather than being the heartland. There were marches in basically every country, since the borders of a country might easily be disputed at the time before GPS was invented. Did France end at that tree over there, or was it this rock here? That sort of thing. Little Dominic began his studies at Ofida, near the eastern coast of Italy, under the guidance of his uncle, who was also a priest. His uncle eventually sent him to the nearby school of Ascoli Piceno, before Dominic ended up at the University of Perugia, where he graduated with a doctorate in canon and civil law. That's two doctorates, for those keeping track. He spent a short time in Florence as the tutor for a royal family and a judge of sorcerers, interestingly enough, before he joined the Franciscan order in Assisi on July 26th of 1416. He took the name Jacobus, which is clearly Jacob, but in English we have, for whatever reason, decided it translates to James. He finished his introductory period of time with the Franciscans and went to study theology with the future St. John of Capistrano near Florence under the guidance of future St. Bernardino of Siena. Our saint friend, now James, began a severe sort of life that called for fasting for nine months out of the year and only sleeping three hours a night. St. Bernardino eventually convinced him to tone it down a bit because that's just a lot. On June 13th of 1420, James was ordained a priest and began to preach in Tuscany, in the marches, and in Umbria in central Italy, which he continued to do for 50 years. There was at one point a sort of unofficial count of how many people had converted because of James's preaching and works, but they lost count somewhere after 250,000 people. One of his key points was teaching people about devotion to the holy name of Jesus, and starting in 1427, he preached, fought against heretics, and helped with diplomatic missions in Germany, Austria, Sweden, Denmark, Bohemia, Poland, Hungary, and Bosnia. He was even named as an official inquisitor against the Fraticelli, a heretical group of Franciscans who decided that the vow of poverty wasn't really for them, among other things like teaching that sacraments don't bestow grace. Okay, I made up that last part. But they were teaching things that were simply not true to the faith. While fighting against heretics in Bosnia, James crossed paths with King Tvertko II and his wife, Queen Dorothea, and they tried to poison James twice. James left Bosnia for the obvious reasons, citing the double assassination attempt as the reason for the failure of a Franciscan mission in the country. 
For the next five years, he worked in southern Hungary, countering the heretics, and in 1439 imprisoned Balint Uzlaki, who was the first person to translate the Bible into Hungarian, what we call today the Hussite Bible, which doesn't seem like a bad thing, but apparently some of the language was a little too different from the original texts. When James's old school friend, St. John of Capistrano, died in 1456, he was sent to Hungary to fill his place, and just a year later, he was sent to the Danish king Christian I to talk about a Turkish crusade. James was even offered to be made the Bishop of Milan in 1460, but he declined. Instead, he built what were called Monte Pietatis, literally Mountains of Piety, which were non-profit credit organizations that lent money for extremely low interest rates, or pawned objects so that people could make some money. So our saint friend today literally created the first pawn shops of the modern age. James got into a little trouble later on during the pontificate of Calixtus III when our saint friend said some things about the blood of Christ shed on the cross that rubbed some inquisitors as mildly heretical, but James was never punished for what he implied. He spent the final three years of his life in Naples and died there on November 28th of 1476. James was buried in Naples at the Franciscan Church of Santa Maria la Nova, where he remained until 2001. His remains, which were found to be incorrupt, were relocated and put on public display in Monte Prandone, his birthplace. He was beatified by Pope Urban VIII in 1624 and canonized as St. James of the Marches about a hundred years later by Pope Servant of God Benedict Thirteenth in 1726. His feast day is celebrated on November 28th each year. Thanks for hanging out with me and our new friend, St. James of the Marches. This episode wraps up yet another season of the podcast. As a reminder, the seasons are more for organization of the saints so they don't all get lost. We will still have a new episode next week about a new saint friend as we begin season six. In the meantime, reach out to us by email at saintfriendspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at saintfriendspod. As always, you can find me and more saint friends at our website, saintfriends.com. As we wrap up, we ask for the prayers of our new saint friend. St. James of the Marches wanted the word of God to reach not only the ears, but the hearts of all who heard it. By his preaching, he prepared the soil of their hearts in a way which had been hardened by sin. In our own lives, perhaps we should ask for St. James of the Marches to help us soften the hardened soil of the heart of someone that we know. It's then up to us to also share the love and joy of the gospel with them once they've been prepared to receive Christ into their lives. We say together, St. James of the Marches, pray for us. <laughs>